0: This is Real Kipper and Born on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. If you think last night's NHL Draft Show had an unpredictability to it, wait till you get a load of the Real Kipper and Born Show in the next hour. What the heck is going on here? Rogers system down, no phones, no internet. No tax, no Justin Bourne, no Sammy McKee, just little old me. Nick Kiprio's here for the next hour, but I've got I got the Austin here. You think Austin Matthews is the star of this city in Toronto? Wait a you get a load of Austin Mackey. This guy is producing. Sammy's not here. He was off. He was scheduled off. So Austin was was supposed to be here. Uh, no, actually, uh, Ryan Fabro was supposed to be here. Mm. Uh, nowhere to be found. Roger system down. So Austin stepped in and uh, is pulling rabbits out of a hat right now. Because we do have a, a still a fun show for you coming up in the next hour. John, Josh Santos, our ever-solid pro, uh, tech producer is here and we're going to find Doug McClain. JD Bunkus was kind enough to hang around. He's in the bullpen already a better guy in the bullpen than anything the Jays have. So uh low bar, we, we, we may, we may pull in JD a, at some point as well, but uh let's go back to our uh, hockey central at noon days. Let's go back to real Kipper and, a- at noonday's with with Doug McLean, who I've I've tracked down in in Montreal. Okay, did someone not tell you that uh you don't work at Sportsnet. You're not a GM anymore. Um, w- why are you at the NHL draft?
1: Seriously, would somebody tell me that? <laughs> why I would do this it's very simple it's a it's an opportunity to spend uh two or three days with my son which is uh he's here working so it's kind of a nice uh, a nice two or three days with him and then there's also this damn book I'm writing that, that I had to come and meet with the publishers here in Toronto or in Montreal so it was a it was a good reason a good excuse to come and I ran into some great old- first of all this is what I had to do yesterday like this is unbelievable I had to phone Deb Berman, the, the clothes horse at Sportsnet who <laughs> does all the clothing. And okay, I she's a stylist, then, stylist for Sportsnet. Sty- she, was my, she was my stylist when I was there, as, along with other people. So then I phone her and I say, Deb, I need some really important information. Are pups still in style? Because I haven't had a suit on in three years. So I had to know if pups were still in style. (laughs) Deb informed me pups are still in style. And, uh, geez, I got to tell you, I ran into Corte yesterday. What's his first name? Rob Rob Corte. Rob
0: Corte. uh, I ran into him. Key decision
1: maker. uh, Obviously, Deb has moved my style, you know, my nice suits, and style to Corte. he looks like he should be on tv oh, my god. He's, had a complete make- he's had a complete makeover i didn't hardly recognize him so
0: you're anyway. you're in montreal cool. because you're writing a book and the book uh, uh is is about uh the nhl draft uh the history of the draft uh, the latest draft and i'm sure simon schuster loves the way you're you're promoting it uh how, how did you describe it that damn book oh my god that must excite yeah. simon and schuster so much
1: well, you know what? That's kind of been fun. I, 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 the, the longest thing I had written in 10 years was an email. So to sit down and try to write a book, which you've, you've done, is like for me to sit down and write 5,000 words is, is pretty bizarre. But anyway, it's kind of an interesting look at the draft. It's my experiences at the draft, both good and bad. And uh, you know all the it's a lot of the history of the draft and some of the interesting deals that have been made over the years. So we we've how the list is put together, what it's like on the floor, what it's like on the podium, what it's like in the war room. You know all the all the different things. We how many draft picks do you have to have in your team to have a chance to win a Stanley Cup? What history has shown? So I I've had, a, I've had fun with it, and Scott Morrison is obviously uh, with me. And Tim Wormsby, and they are great writers. It amazes me how they can take my 5,500 words and make it look like it makes sense. So they've done a heck of a job. I mean, we're, so we're ready to basically get it into Simon and and it'll come out next year, next uh, Father's Day. So I'm kind of excited about it. You know,
0: I've worked with you for 15 years, and uh, sometimes I can barely understand a sentence. Uh, so th- <laughs> that 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 that's awesome, and uh, we're glad well, you're along I for the ride really here. Understand
1: what the hell. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to be here. It's really a great way to start today. I got a coffee going here. I'm in Montreal. I'm at the, uh, your main hotel. I mean, it, I feel like I'm in the NHL again. It's, you know, like being a, you know, a, a big time, uh, GM, but you know, with my copy and doing interviews with you. Well, to save your ass.
0: It's a different feel here on All Bets Are Off Fridays. Uh, no Justin Bourne, no Sammy. Uh, just uh, Doug McLean here for the for the next hour, and we're, we're thrilled. Wherever you're listening on the Fan Five Ninety or on uh, our podcast podcast platform, uh, Spotify, iTunes. We're glad you're aboard. So, Mac, where would 2022, the NHL draft? Fit into your book in terms of I don't know unpredictability or or the cap or or all of it. Uh, uh, there's well, so much to you know, get into, but w- what stood out for you last night?
1: Well, I think when you know the the opening chapter is sort of the history of the draft in Montreal, you know where it all started in Montreal, and and you know Peter Mahovlich being a second overall pick in the in the first ever draft, and Monahan being the first pick overall, so. It was unbelievable to to sort of see yesterday, okay, how is this draft going to, uh, you know, the history of coming back to Montreal and how is it going to unravel? Well, I said to Scott, we need something drastic to happen at this draft so we can, you know, give us a little uh, light on it. And right off the hop, you're in Montreal. The atmosphere was unbelievable in the Bell Center. Uh, Marty St. Louis comes on stage like he's won 50 games a year. You know, in, as a coach, and go Habs, go, and it was really exciting. And then for them to, and I was told before the draft, you know, one of my sources, of course, which you 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 respect my sources pretty good. And I sent you a note that I heard Wright may drop to seven. Seven. I told that before the draft.
0: He goes fourth to you know? Seattle, but uh, you say, but right, I'll tell
1: you why. I'll tell you why because if Seattle wouldn't, wasn't taking him. Philly were not taking him at five. They were not taking him at five. So, I mean, there was a – so I was told he could. He was dropping. And that the, the big thing was that Philly were not taking him if he slid that far. So that really was amazing atmosphere to see that happen. I mean, it was a real questionnaire. It's not a knock on right because at the end of the day, the, the, the Slovakian kid was right there, you know. In the, He's in a the
0: stud, so, isn't he? You know.
1: Well, he is, and, you know, you, you see how it works out. I mean, you know, it works out now. All of a sudden, they get the big sentiment and dock, and they got the big big winger. So it, we'll see how it works out. I mean, Wright is a good pick. I think Wright hits a home run to go to Seattle. But for me, because the pressure in Montreal for this type of player, I mean, does he become Wickenheiser? Does he become, you know, a, a great two-way center. Nobody knows what he's going to become, and nobody knows what any of them are going to become, because it's 50-50 in the draft, I'm telling you. I look at the history of the draft, it's 50-50 on, on GM. If you're 50% on your picks, you've had a hell of a run in your career. So, it'll be fun to watch. The intriguing thing for me, anyway, so that was the intrigue of the draft, the way it unfolded. Um, Jersey going with who they went with, obviously was really interesting. So, it was, it was I felt for right. You always feel for kids, but to me, it made for a really exciting night. And, and uh,
0: I was on the uh, morning show with, uh, Ailish and, and JD earlier today. And I said that this draft may be, uh, best remembered for the Chicago Blackhawks and where they were, uh, a few years ago and where they are today, Mac. And, they they it took so long to restore this uh, this storied franchise with uh, the likes of Kane and Taves and Keith and Seabrook, and I'm just wondering what what is the next few years going to look like when um, when they take a what a 24 year old and Debrinket, who's one of the top goal scorers in the National Hockey League, and they they give him away. Uh, for uh, essentially a first, a second, and a third round pick in 2024.
1: Well, it, yeah, it really is bizarre what's going on there and how it's unfolded since the you know the, the unbelievable disaster you know that happened over the last number of years. I mean, just unprecedented. But you got a situation where like, there's always two sides to every trade, and when you're a GM trying to make these deals. There's always an upside to a deal, like at the Brinkett, and there's also a downside. And you say, okay, the downside is you give up the picks, a seventh overall pick, that's fine. You feel good. The Brinkett's young enough that it makes up for that at 24, 40 goal score, you know, talented kid. The downside is, in a year's time, he has to be qualified at $9 million. That's a qualifier at $9 million, unless Ottawa can get a new deal done. Is he going to want to stay in Ottawa? Is he going to want to sign a long-term deal there? Is it going to be a good fit? So the downside is the qualifier at $9 million. So that, you know, as, as somebody said to me, and I think it was you, you know, where's all the money coming from in Ottawa? But they have to make a move. They have to make the playoffs. This team has got to make the playoffs. With a new building on the horizon, potentially at a billion dollars, they've got to make the playoffs. So that is an intriguing for me. I I sent a note to a couple of guys that work for Ottawa. I said, hey, that to me, it was an exciting, good move, but the downside is a $9 QO, and where does that contract extension go? That's what happens. Can Pierre get the extension done, and can he keep this player long-term?
0: Just one more uh, Chicago Blackhawk angle. This has to be baiting Pat Kane to walk into that office and say, I'm done
1: well, look, this is interesting for me this, this Kirby Doc is a young six foot four centerman, so he and Spakowski become a nice combination okay but but Kirby doc is there's a lot of questions about this kid right now. There's a lot of questions in Chicago about him There's a lot of questions as to what he's going to become. And as he got the goods to really be as good as everybody thought he was going to be, so I, I'll tell you there is some serious questions about this guy. Yeah, he was a number third pick overall a couple of years ago, but people aren't one hundred percent sure about this kid. So that and going to Montreal is not easy, yeah. kid, as you know. No. So so this is going to be an interesting one. But here's the other. Here's the interesting thing that that, that hits me between the eyes today. Okay, Kane and Taves. So where's the money in the league to take Kane and Taves? Like I was talking about Goodrow Goudreau yesterday. Goudreau's, so let's say goodrow has got a $9.5 million offer in Calgary. Where is he going to get $9.5 million? I guarantee you Philly don't have it to give to him. So is he going to take a haircut to sign in Philly and not take, not take the guaranteed nine and a half? million? Where's the money around the league for these guys to capitalize on it? Because money is so tight. It really changes the dynamic. It
0: uh, really does. A hundred percent. And I, I keep hearing that the New York Rangers are this team that uh, can go out uh, and, and Cadre's tied to the New York Rangers. And I, yeah. I, same thing. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Panera and Fox, Zabattajad. And then two years from now, you've got Lafreniere, um Keandre Miller, that are coming up. Kako, uh, is he there long term? Where is all this money going to be? Because it's still a flat cap here for the next couple of years.
1: Like it's unbelievable. Like think back. I mean, I was thinking back yesterday. Sergei Fedorov and all these guys. The money they were making ten years ago. And compared to, you know, Brendan Shanahan, what was he making 10, 12, 15 years ago? These guys were making 7, 8, 9 million. And it's the same today. Like, this cap has, I mean, people are saying, well, what about the NBA? I want to be NFL 48 million and, and our highest paid 12. But I'm thinking it hit me right between the eyes on Goudreau. Gujo could leave $20 million on the table if he doesn't sign in Calgary. Why the hell is Brad living, offering him nine and a half? Because he's got no, I mean, where does he go? So that's the intrigue. And you're talking Rangers? It's the same thing. It's the very same thing. Where do these guys go? And where's the money going to come from? It's, it's an intriguing time to be involved.
0: Yeah, and it's, uh, it's a little tense in Calgary because – and I said this on, on Tim and Friends about uh, three weeks ago. Uh, it, don't even focus on Johnny Hockey right now because the one that you got to really think about is, is Matthew Kachuk because Big time. what happens to him – If, in fact, he turns around and says, I just lost uh, a 100-plus guy uh, 100 points a year, and uh, you think I want to take heat now if I stay here for 10 or 11, uh, producing or not producing without a guy like him? So this is is really tense here in in, in Calgary, the thought of in two years uh, losing both these players.
1: And don't think and don't think for one minute that the St. Louis Blues aren't doing everything in their power to position themselves to be in the mix for Matthew Kuchuk. We, Come on, that, that to me is one of the most obvious things that could be going on right now in the back rooms. So, uh, it, it, you know, preparing to have dollars available when there's a player comes along that you think you have a chance to acquire that is the pedigree that can help you win a Stanley Cup. That's the interesting
0: thing in the game today. Fun. Listening to Real Kipper and Born with uh, Doug McClain, former executive of the National Hockey League with uh, Columbus, former uh, number two Sportsnet analyst uh, for over 15 years. Uh, we we no, know who number
1: not one just, was. Not. And now, was current... 15 years with me since I retired because I've done as much help in you as I did when I was working full time.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that and now current author for some damn book by Simon and Schuster. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, They're going to regret this. Simon and Schuster will regret this book coming out. Uh, Let's stay on the money front because uh, a lot of talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and their goaltending situation, Mac, and what, Kyle Dubas was able to do with Peter morazik And uh, we talked uh, at length with Justin Bourne on this show. What's the what's the cost of getting rid of him? And uh, it, it was always around a first or second. And, yes, that did happen technically. Uh, but without the thought of of getting a second rounder in return and then essentially flipping, what, 13 picks? Like, come on. This is... This is the best of a bad situation for Kyle Dubas. I, I think he did pretty well.
1: Yeah, he did pretty well to get rid of a, a monumental mistake that even the day he signed, they people were shaking their heads. So it wasn't like it was, it should kick anybody in the teeth. I mean, this has been on people's minds since the day he signed. What the hell is he doing signing this guy? So, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it's a good move to clean up a mistake. But talk about chasing your tail. I mean, how long does this go on where you have to give up, you know, to get rid of the Nick Ritchies to, and lose out on, on some good young players? You've got to remember this. It, it, it's critical. You win Stanley Cups when your draft picks make it happen. And you need a number of them. You don't have to look any further than Tampa Bay, Colorado. The teams that win cups, it's their draft picks that do it for them. That's who it is. In the most, for the most part, they're your core group of your, of your star power, and they haven't had any. Well, how many draft picks have they had in the last four years of trying to make believe? I mean, it, it, it's going to catch up to them. They've got to win now. They know that, so they've got to try to do it. So, kudos to to uh, you know to him for moving, getting rid of a big mistake. But eventually, you can't keep getting rid of these big mistakes. Eventually, it catches up to you, and it catches up to you with losing out on top young players that join your organization. Now, they're lucky they got Matthews and Mariner, you know, and a few guys like got. They're very lucky they got those, those guys. But, I mean, it's eventually going to catch up to them if they don't win soon. And they've got to win, and they're sitting today with no goaltenders. So who are they going to get? It helps that market.
0: Let's go to our first uh, Kippers Clipper uh, on the mistake that Doug McClain is speaking of. Here's Kyle Dubas on what went wrong with Mazarek. You know, he got injured in the first game,
2: came back from that injury. We were, you know, tried to be very patient with him and tell him to be patient. Got hurt in the second game that he played uh, and then was out for quite a while and then just couldn't get on track from there after the trade deadline looked like he was getting on track and then got injured again. And so injury I think derailed it more than anything and I think it's tough for a goaltender uh, to get everything, especially in a new place, in a new city, a new team, uh, get every, get their legs under them when, um, when, the, when injury is sort of prevailing. So I think if, if we look back on it, that would be probably the key. Um, but, you know, uh, obviously we, we hope every signing we make is going to work out optimally, but, um, you know, not all of them do uh, and have.
0: Mac, if, if Chicago's not as generous <laughs> as they showed last night, uh, was there a good chance Mazzara would have been here to start training camp?
1: I, I can't believe that the, the, it, it had to be Kyle's number one priority for this off season was to get rid of this disaster. It had to be. So there was no way he was going to be there. If he had to get up even more to get rid of this guy, he had to get rid of him. So, you know, injuries were part of it. It was just a horrific signing. And it happens, guys do that, you know, and you know, to, to pay $3.8 million for a backup when you already have a major cap problem for the last number of years. Like, what was he thinking about? I just don't get it. A $3.8 million backup when he loved Jack Campbell. I'm sorry, it just made no sense from day one. So he had to get rid of him. And uh, the talk about the other day that he was going to be—he must have had the deal made when he was saying, "Well, we're excited about Morassic. We think we're we're looking at a nine, ten save percentage goaltender." Well, I call BS on it. So anyway, well, you know, now he's got to fill all, and he's—you know—there's some options. I mean, but is he going to spend his total money on on Campbell or Talbot or Kemper? Well, that's—you know—it'll be interesting to see how he fix, fixes the rest of the problem. And again, he's got to look at his bottom six which has been a disaster for three years, his bottom six at playoff times. And how does he fix that? So All he's right. got some still has some challenges.
0: Want to uh, want to get into those options that you just spoke of, but I want us to hear Kyle Dubas first on what he thinks uh, where the options remain. Uh, I I don't I think all of our with the cap space we have now there's there's every option
2: is available to us so um, that's Jack or or the others uh, later next week um, or via trade so uh, I think it opens up a lot for us. Uh, you see, with the trades today, the and, and the signings today, that the the number of chairs are starting to to go by the wayside, and and so I I think our situation would be enticing for any goaltender, and so we'll see how um, how tomorrow plays out relative to trade, and then um, you know obviously we we know Jack well; he's been a part of our program. We'll stay in touch with him and uh, meet with him when I get back uh, to Toronto, and and roll from there.
0: Okay, so we do know that uh, the Leafs try to sign Jack Campbell uh, earlier. In the season, uh, which he flat out turned down. And we, we know that since then, there, there were no real offers, including going into last night's draft where there's... Mac, and you've been through this as an executive where you, you have nice cordial conversations, but no offer, no legitimate offer, no numbers to start a hard negotiation. Now that Mazarek's gone, does that happen with Jack? Can you go back now... And, and fix all that time that has been wasted on getting a contract done?
1: Well, you, you know, you, you've got no choice because it's the number one most important position at playoff time, and, and the Leafs think they're standing contenders, and they feel they played ahead of a great series against Tampa, which they did play well, but unfortunately it was the first round, and they've got to fix this, this monumental hole and the the challenge is when he says the cap space available, yeah, he, he he's got cap space available, but doesn't he have to sign like four or five guys with that cap space? That's that's the challenge. So my question is, how does he get rid of Kerfoot today? Can he get rid of Kerfoot and get rid of that three and a half yes. then we're talking. Yeah, he can. Then we're talking. He
0: can. Kerfoot's that's a serviceable it. player. He can help you get right. in the playoffs. Can he help you win in the playoffs? Not as much as he can help you get into the playoffs.
1: Except, but let's go back. This is, again, he gave up Cadre for Kerfoot and and Barry, who was going to expire his contract. That, again, is chasing your tail. I mean, that's the problem. You're moving Kerfoot out, who's a serviceable guy. But, again, the, the Cadre thing comes back to bite you. So it just doesn't end. So fixing these mistakes can be unbelievably costly. But again, it would, cap space is king, we know that. But also draft picks are king when you look at Stanley Cup winners. Don't ever forget that. It's 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 a critical, critical part of the equation with every Stanley Cup winner. And you know, they have the Matthews Marner Luxury and Nylander and Riley, there there's their core draft picks there, right there. You know, but they gotta they gotta surround those guys with with great players to win Stanley cups. And that's where you start to run into problems because you become thin at the bottom end. And that's where they are.
0: Georgiev traded to the abs from the New York Rangers for a third and a fifth, I think. And, uh, Kemper, I was told probably in the 20 to 30% chance that he resigns in Colorado, which means what to the, the goaltending market, uh, Mac, where, uh, put yourself in Kyle Duvis's shoes for, for one second here. Where, where is your focus? Because we've, we've heard links to Ottawa with Matt Murray, Ville Huso's out there. Um, where do you go right now if, if you're Kyle? So,
1: so tell me if I'm wrong on this. Was, was Matt Murray not Kyle's goalie in Sault Ste. Murray? Yeah,
0: there's the connection there.
1: And did did he not bring in Jack Campbell to Sue Saint Marie because he was worried Matt Murray couldn't do it? Is that accurate? I, I,
0: uh, yeah, I don't know. I, that 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 so part anyway, of the look, history here, I don't know.
1: Here's the situation: is you you've got Matt Murray out there. Which are you kidding me with what's gone on with him the last couple of years? Are you taking that chance? Talbot's going to be an interesting one in Minnesota because he won't be happy with the flurry signing. You know, Cam, I mean, he wasn't happy with that last year. Is he going to become available? And Kemper is a Stanley Cup winner. I mean, to me, Kemper, Talbot, you know, Campbell are, are the, I guess, the three options. And Murray fits in there as well. So, you know, there's an opportunity to, to do it, but that's why getting rid of more money is so critical because you can't spend every available bit of cap space you know what's Kenny Holland going to come with on Campbell is he going to offer him five years at five million? yeah that's Probably. the number
0: that's out Probably. there that's that's the one I yeah. think that uh, uh, Jack Campbell uh, and his his crew uh, Kurt overhart uh, that that's the number that we had heard back in November December. When he got on his first half run, was that it was going to be between five and six million? And if by chance Jack was able to get out of the first round,
1: um, who knows where that number would ended up? Right. So Kenny's Kenny needs a goaltender. I mean, here we have the two supposedly best teams in Canada. Yeah. Two of the supposedly best teams in Canada, Edmonton and Toronto, both think they're contenders for the Stanley Cup. And neither one of them have a number one goal. Like, when's that happened in the history of the game? I don't know. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it,
0: so, you
1: know, it'll be fun to watch it. it. It'll be fun to watch Kyle and Kenny, you know, uh, you know, try to fix their situations and and clear up more cap space. So that'll be that'll be the intriguing thing today. What draft picks will they give up today to get rid of more money? That's that's what it's about, I guess, today.
0: Nick Kiprios, Doug McLean. Um, we might even have a, a Justin Bourne sighting. Um, what do you think, Austin? Is he uh, is he trying to make his way in?
1: <laughs> where t- is he? Where, where has he disappeared to? You know, Mac, all, all
0: of uh, Roger's uh, uh, phones and internet are, are temporarily down. Um, oh, and- by the
1: way. Forget about I born. Take I got it easy, story, cause right? Because they
0: they 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 stroke my my check here. So take it easy on Rogers so, here.
1: So I got a I got a great story. I, I'm sitting. I'm standing up by the by the things in this guy. These two guys going say, Hey, can we get a picture with you? Can we get a picture with you? And I said, uh, Yeah. And they said, You've done a great job in Anaheim, Mr. Murray. You've done a great job in Anaheim. And I'm pride myself in trying to stay in shape and work out. And they're they're saying. Mr. Murray, Mr. Bob Murray, you've done a Really? Job in Anaheim. really? I a, so I say, okay, what the hell, I might as well take a picture with him. So just <laughs> <start my>
0: picture <laughs> or just go back oh. to my room. <laughs>
1: So, so they're taking the picture and saying, "Hey, Bob Murray, Anaheim got our picture taken with us." So, now last time I looked, I don't think Bob Murray's with Anaheim anymore. See, so, these guys are really out of out the lunch.
0: <laughs> All right, listen, um, you, you've been great for us. Uh, a couple more uh, quick ones uh, before I let you go. Uh, Islanders Romanov. All I can think about is uh, Montreal trading Sergeyev, a big, strong. Physical defenseman. Have, have, have they let the second Sergachev go in that Montreal organization?
1: Well, like he 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 didn't have a great year this year, but who did in Montreal? I, I all I kept thinking in the playoffs is is Taves playing for Colorado? How the hell did Lou let him get away? Okay, how did he let him get away? It obviously, it was a cap issue, but he let Taves go to Colorado, who was instrumental. So now Romanoff, the key to Romanov is, does he come in and be the key guy for Noah Dobson, the Summerside PEI youngster who's got a chance to be a hell of a player? Can Romanoff be a a pair with him and fix the back end of the Islanders? I like it. I like it for the Islanders. I think it's a reasonable move. Romanoff's got to be better than he was last year.
0: Letang at six years. I fell off my chair when I heard six years for Letang.
1: Yeah, you knew it was done because Hexy was running around saying he hoped to have it done before he left Montreal. Well, if he's saying that, you know it's done. You know it's done or you're not saying that. So, you know, it's, to me it's a it's a tough one. It's 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 one of those ones that we all talk about by the end of that deal it's going to bite them big time. That's that's the problem of those deals. You got a guy that's 39 and 40 and he's making top pretty good top dollar uh in a in a happier, it's going to come back to bite them eventually. And Malkin, wears he belt. That'll be the interesting thing now. So, you know, that's what it, they're up against. It's, it's hard. On, it must be hard on the heads for these GMs to keep trying to figure this out. They
0: bend over backwards for Latang, and they're, they're 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 not giving it up for for Malkin. And uh, from what I hear, they'd rather take uh, that money and maybe put it towards uh, Trocheck. Uh, there are thoughts that Brian Burke wants to take a run at Kadri. Uh, does that make more sense to you?
1: Does to me? I mean, look, Malkins has uh, uh, been a great player, like just a spectacular player. But to me, he's been hurt so much. How how can you count on him uh, over a long term? And they've got to they've got to eventually make a move here. And Kadri is a guy that's out there that is really intriguing with the, with the way he's performed. So. I would, and Trochuk's a useful player. I'm not a, you know, I didn't think he, I didn't like Carolina's game at playoff time. I thought they really dropped off. So to me, I would be looking at Kadri all day long. I know it's going to be a lot of money, but I would be going in that direction ahead of Trochuk.
0: Hey, one more before I let you go, because I, I mentioned this and some people are sent, uh, sending me messages that I didn't follow up on it. But like, you know, here we are uh, battling for every dollar, and this is at all levels and, uh, you know, flat salary cap, and the players ticked off about escrow. And then I, I watched the draft every year, and I can't think of a bigger waste of money than watching, like, 30 people at each table fly in, uh, and, like, coaches are there, staffs, trainers. Like, like, seriously, do we need to spend that much money on this sh- Every, every year,
1: you know, it it, it really is, uh, you know, we're behind the game when you watch the NFL and NBA and how they do it. It it really, their show has become must, must watch and ours is pretty much the same as it's been for years. And I I saw Stevie Eiserman's comments and I'm thinking, okay, Stevie, that's fair. But when I was watching that spectacle last night, sometimes you have to do things for your fans and you know what? The fans had a ball in there last night. And yeah, it's a pain. Yeah, you have to move here. Yeah, it cost you money. But it's not a lot of money in the big scheme of, of $100 million budget. I, I like it for the fans. I like it for the city and what it does. And sometimes, don't we have to do a little more for the fans? Seriously, they're, they're the afterthought. It, it, like if somebody said to me yeah, the other day, no, it's not the owner paying the salaries. It's the fans paying the salary. Ah, see, now and you're making me you feel bad about the my
0: theory. You're just totally yeah, squash exactly. in my easy exactly. way to exactly. save some money.
1: Hey, suck it up and do something for the fans once in a while. All That's right. what I'm saying.
0: We'll leave it on that note. Hey, Mac, great job <laughs> filling us in while uh, Rogers figures it all out here <laughs> behind the scenes. I think the hamster fell off Don't the fuck. wheel here. That's what I think.
1: Look, it, it's it's no problem. I had nothing else to do this this morning besides sit here and chat with you, and it's, it's just a it's just a great honor to get on again and and have more than six minutes. So I really appreciate it.
0: Hey, good luck with that damn book.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do they pay up front or is it after you get the money?
0: No, How no, no. Take work? it and run. <laughs> Take it as fast as you can and run. <laughs> Doug McLean on the yeah, right Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Thanks, Mac. All right, Doug McLean, never lost for words. And uh, I, I said moments ago there, uh, a JB sighting and and look who walks in the room.
3: Hello. Hello so uh,
0: did you pull a JD uh, Bunkus and just sleep in? <laughs> JD, come on in here. You've been kind enough to hang out here. I, I want you in now because. Uh, um, I, I gave you a shot. You should be a, at least be able to defend yourself. It
4: hurts when the people you trust take cheap shots at you. That's all. I just didn't expect it from you. So
0: you woke up? No, you woke up this morning and you're yeah. up early. You got yeah. kids for yeah, guys. Yeah. Sakes. It's not like you're sleeping in. Oh, so like, so you go pick up your phone and it doesn't work.
3: Yeah. No, and and like many people, this morning I, I don't even know what to do. I felt so I scrambled
4: helpless. into work. I I don't know what you're doing, showing up here thirty minutes late. Like. like explain yourself.
3: <laughs> I honestly I was like in Zoolander, like the two guys banging the computer. Like I was like, how do you how do you make things function? I had no idea.
0: Like I, like I'm like uh, it's so weird in 2022 helpless. to not be able to reach somebody when you're used to it for so long now and I'm thinking the only thing I can do is go up to the Rogers building and 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 send you a bat signal did you guys go out in the street because I did that the first thing I did was I woke up in the
3: morning <laughs> worked and perfectly I, in your house All I, the I, I, like, maybe I it's walked a signal I walked
4: thing. out in the street and I was kind of expecting it to be like is this walking dead time yeah. like you know are we here is this how it went down like
3: I honestly the first thing I thought is how helpless we all would be like we've just become so dependent Rogers, you're you're an essential service. I said yes. Tidomi
0: is back because landlines are in. Like, oh, it's... God. i God. I'm, I'm ready to get two soup cans and tie a string to them. <laughs> I'm
3: making a smoke signal in my backyard yeah. to let you know.
0: So, hey, great that you're in because we still got plenty of time. We, we will go to break in a few minutes, and I want to get all your thoughts. But before we do that, just quickly, JB, uh, what stood out for you the most last night? Uh, I know we're a Leaf podcast, yeah. but is it... Uh, uh, Brink it to Ottawa. Uh, the goaltending situation, Mirazik and Kyle Dubas unloading yeah. that contract, uh, or, or a, a three-hour show uh, with baby pictures. <laughs> That's what we're down to.
3: Uh, you know, the two things that stood out to me were: all right, so Taves and Kane are available, right? Like Chicago is clearly burning it down. They they've moved on from good young players here. Uh, is Patrick Kane going to go play on a thirty? 30- second-ranked Chicago Blackhawks team next year? I don't think so. And then the other thought is, you know, our producer taking to Twitter, Sam McKee, and in absolute fury over the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, making a move, trading another first-round pick. He was very upset about that. I don't know. Like, it wasn't a good signing, the Peter Mrazek one, but admitting the mistake and relative, yes. relatively okay. small damage yeah, to move yeah. on from that.
0: Uh, how many admitting mistakes are there? I've lost count.
3: Though they've admitted, admitted a lot of mistakes. So yeah, I thought um, I thought that was a, a good move for the Leafs. your you get-
0: morning guru thinks uh, it's a really good move. I like the move. I really like the move.
4: I do think that people are right to be frustrated with it. I just I was kind of more smirking because did he really admit it? Because I Kipper just played one of his Kippers Clippers, and ah. I remember Kyle Dubas as an, a big accountability guy, yeah. big accountability guy, public accountability guy, and all I heard when he was talking about Mrazek was, well, then he he got hurt, and then he and then he got hurt again, and it was just the injury. and We it's hard to get going when the guy gets hurt. It's like, yeah,
3: buddy, but you he jump- got hurt a lot before, right? Yeah, he got <laughs> hurt
4: a lot before, and uh, like Kipper, you were talking about you and Mac had a great segment there on. Who are you negotiating against when it comes to some of these contracts, right? And it's so weird to me that hockey is this like really insular community where you guys get a lot of leaks and everybody kind of knows each other's business so well. And you could make a mistake to that degree on a guy like Mrazek where it's like... Who the hell was paying Mirazik three and a half million dollars? Who
0: was giving him three years? No, no. Who was giving Matt Murray six point two five outside of Ottawa? Right. just a few years Talk ago. About
3: bidding against who's that?
0: It's crazy. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it, the best offer he had, Matt Murray, was in the the fours out of Chicago. They were blown away. Matt Murray was blown away. That Ottawa contract. went to Can you imagine six. getting that phone call from Warren, if
3: you are Murray? There, you are like, what did they do?
0: With Chicago being the only player a few years ago yeah. that that had any interest in you, it's crazy. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna go to All break right. because I want some uh, things on the back end here, including what you guys think uh, with the confidence level of. Uh, uh Joseph Wall or or Shalgren as at the backup role what here a, wherever you, Kipper, get, you make people drive off the road. Whatever <laughs> what whoever you decide, there's still the you thought of a backup. And we know what happens when guys get hurt uh for the Toronto Maple Leaf. So that and so much more on Real Kipper and Bourne after these words. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee off, Austin Mackey, Josh Santos gluing it all together on the Real Kipper and Bourne show. Hey,
3: do you know what McKee's doing?
0: No, I have no idea.
3: He's playing like a match play golf event in Edmonton.
0: Why and how?
3: I know that we could do the last 10 minutes on that, but I just thought I'd fill you in there.
0: He loves his golf and he is of course, the host and producer of uh, the golf show here on yeah. uh, Sportsnet 590.
3: Golf guy, Saturday, 9 a.m. He is.
0: Okay, so um, tons to get into with you. And, uh, you know, we we went through a little bit with Doug McLean early in the show. But I want to get your thoughts, uh, first and foremost, on what is usually a no-brainer on first pick overall. Yeah. And to watch Shane Wright drop to... F- number four yeah. to go to Seattle. Wild. And Doug McLean said that uh, if Seattle didn't pick him up, uh, he could have dropped to six or seven. Really? Yeah, because Philly was not going there. People
3: just got cold on Shane Wright, huh? In, so I uh, I sent the gift to you guys in our group chat of Shane Wright mean-mugging the Montreal Canadiens draft table. Yes.
0: What did you think? I loved it. Well, I, the old saying, right? Fuel your fire and... Uh, uh, you know, does it, does it now add a another layer to what he has to prove? Yeah. And I think that's a no-brainer. The answer is yes. Uh, yeah. And it started with the death stare.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you are so prepared to hate this kid. He said before the draft, I know which team's jersey I want to be pulling on. You, you know, he's already a Montreal Canadian now. Not only is he not a Canadian, so you get to like him, but now he hates the Canadians. He's the anti-Canadian, mean-mugging him. Uh, I feel like Toronto Maple Leafs fans just got themselves another random player around the league to root for. The,
0: the thing it, with Montreal was that they thought they had way more upside on uh, Slavkovsky yeah. uh, to go uh, to do things physically, a big I guess. Boy. He is a big boy, and he he, he looks the part. Yeah, he does. I just, I just wonder now, um, you know, how long it, it will take him to get there, and then the pressure of Montreal to get there. A few years ago, it was uh, it was Hughes and Kako, right, one and two, mm-hmm. and there was some thought that Kako had very much the same look as Slav- uh, Slavkovsky. Oh yeah, right, big, yeah. strong. Uh, a yoger type of guy and that's the th- that's the thinking i think w- with the the slowback
3: yeah
0: but it may it may like kako's been slow the process has been slow for kako yeah and he is coming around here but is montreal going to be in a position of 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 watching it uh maybe take as much as 2 or 3 years to get him there. Uh-huh. And Well,
3: I think that's the idea is that they're okay with a patient rebuild. Like they want the higher ceiling guy. They don't need the most ready guy.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, easier said than done in a market like Montreal.
3: Particularly when okay? yeah, they seem to be turning it around with yeah. getting docked like you're not trying to slow play it that long if you want a guy like him.
0: Ken Hughes said that, uh, I don't need him to be the best player, uh, today or tomorrow. I need him to be the best, uh, at tw- at 23 or, or 24. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. five years from now. That's right. So in theory, Edmonton should keep Pooley because now they're going to reap the rewards of that top yeah. pick right. at 24 or 25. Uh-uh, that's not the way it works. No, they're like, we've
3: seen enough. <laughs> You're not there yet. Yeah. You're 23. Yeah. See ya.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um it's it's nice to say it that you think you have all the time in the world but go sit in the basement for another year in montreal let's see how that works out uh, with know. your with your time schedule
3: i just feel like a lot of you know if you're a new gm the best thing you can do is position yourself as someone who's who needs five years yeah you know oh it's a, gonna be a slow build give me time and montreal's doing that can't yeah. use the same time 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 that guarantees him a job for five years And if it doesn't work out, then then you start to figure it out.
0: Unfortunately, we're uh, we've been squeezed into this hour show. We could easily (laughs) go three today. You you got about uh, two minutes to go here. I I don't want to necessarily get your thoughts on uh, a move in Mrazik and whether it was uh, a home run or uh, the best of a bad situation, whatever. But uh, moving forward here, Mm -hmm. uh, does this in your mind allow Kyle to go back? to Jack Campbell and maybe even mend some fences or yeah. or offer him more money.
3: I think so. I, I you know that was one of the first things that came to my mind is like now you you're spending nothing in the crease. So if you're going to give Jack, I don't know, 5 times 5, I don't I have no idea, Kipper. I'm just throwing out random numbers. Are you
0: okay with 5 million over 5 years for Jack today?
3: I am, yeah. And you know why I, I'm okay? Because I've looked around the goalie landscape and I see that Linus Almerk gets five times five and Philip Grubauer gets yeah. six times six. And what a goalie who's Cal, uh, Calvin in
0: uh, uh, LA got five times five. Yeah.
3: So you're not five times five is not yeah elite goaltending money. You know, you're yeah. not, you know, it's, but it's money where you're saying we think you're a yeah. guy who can play 40 games for us,
0: maybe 50, hopefully 60. The, the problem is, is when you do look around and you see uh Calvin uh, Peterson at five times five and, L.A. Yeah, here's the problem. He's not your number one goalie. Yeah. It's still Jonathan Quick. Yeah, that's a that's problem. a problem. Yeah, and
3: Quick's making God knows what. I don't
0: a lot, right a lot. Yeah. So uh, it, to to me, I, I I don't know if 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 he can go back now to Jack.
3: I will say there would be some hurt feelings for sure on Jack's part, but. You know, do you want to go try to rebuild with New Jersey out of the cellar for the same money? Or do you want to go try to Edmonton, pull Detroit?
0: Edmonton, does that excite you?
3: I mean, me personally, no. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, but, you know, uh, where you live is important, right? And I, I in the winter, yeah. Edmonton's not my favorite city. I don't think that's
0: a cruel thing to say. You expect Kyle uh, in the next 24 or 48 hours to unload Kerfoot, uh, Justin Hall. He's going to have to make more room.
3: Make more room, but, like, someone's got to play hockey, right? Like, that's the concern is who's going to play hockey and play it well. Alex Kerfoot had 50 even strength points last year for $3.5 million. What are you going to go get with that three and a half? I don't know. Like, they've done really well with the small deals and at the fringes, but the one I don't think Kerfoot's a
0: problem. The one thing in terms of at least when it comes to uh, chemistry, they like, the guys like Kerfoot. Mm-hmm. The guys like Jack Campbell Good that point. has to play into, do I go and get somebody else now and uh, and 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 build that in the first half of the season, yeah. or do I just stick to what I have?
3: How about what Bunkus said on the way out the door? If they got rid of Kerfoot, could you see them going back to McKayev and trying to keep him at at, at over five million dollars? I don't know,
0: over I four. For sure. Hey, thanks for racing in <laughs> for, like, two minutes. Glad
3: to grab a quick cup of coffee On our show.
0: Uh, but uh, for all of those of you uh, listening, thanks for um, hanging in there. Uh, yeah. Like I said, a, a crazy day here with uh, so many systems down. My thanks to Doug McLean for doing a, a decent job. Not a great job, but, but, but a decent, decent job. Shout out to John
3: Kirkwood at Dundas Valley for taking us golf yesterday. Great course. All Love right. It. We're back tomorrow.
0: Hopefully, uh... Oh no no Monday Monday I See you Monday <laughs> All right have a great weekend everybody